Welcome to Victory Talk with Victoria. On this podcast, you will receive expert advice from Victoria Riolano, psychology professor and author of The Victory Walk, on how you can live a life that is winning. The life of defeat was never meant for you. So let's walk out our next victory in Jesus' name. All right, guys, so let's get started on this topic of letting go of dead things. I don't know about you guys, but I've definitely had times in my life where I was really passionate about something, a situation, an organization, a relationship that I wanted to save with all my heart, all my being. But all the while, I just felt like it was time to just let it go. And that's exactly what's happening in the scene that we find in 2 Samuel chapter 21. And so in this section of the Bible, we read about a woman who was so passionate to do something, to restore honor back to her family, and she was willing to risk it all to do so. And I just want to kind of dig into the story and see what you guys can pull from it. Because for me, when I read the story, I started to see some red flags and God started to show me within myself and maybe even for you guys what the enemy will do and how he has a tactic of keeping you connected to the things that you just need to let go and release to God. And so 2 Samuel chapter 21, it starts off where there's a big famine in the land and David required acts of the Lord. He says, Lord, why is it that there's a famine in the land? Can you open my eyes to show me exactly what is going on here. So God replies and he says, listen, the reason why there's a famine in the land is because Saul and his family are guilty of murdering the Gibeonites, okay? And so what ends up happening um, in 2 Samuel chapter 2, between verses 2 and 6, is a plan is created to see what can we do to rectify this situation. So the Gibeonites say, listen, let's call it even. If you give us seven of Saul's sons, we will handle it all. Like, that's fine. Okay. And so that's what exactly what happens. David gives over seven of the sons of Saul to be executed because we know back in the Bible days, you pay a life for a life. So because Saul had taken him, taken life, his generations will have to pay for that. And so that's exactly what happens. And so two of these seven men actually were sons of Rizpah. And so Rizpah, this is the only time we'll see her mentioned in the Bible. But what's really interesting is that her name means passionate or fiery, right? And so what ends up happening is the men are executed. Verse nine, the men of Gibeon executed them on the mountain before the Lord. So all seven of them died together at the beginning of the barley season. And I'm gonna keep reading for context. Verse 10, then Rizpah, daughter of Aya, the mother of two of the men, spread burlap on a rock and stayed there the entire harvest season. She prevented the scavenger birds from tearing at their bodies during the day and stopped the wild animals from eating them at night. And so basically the scene is her sons are on the mountain. They're, they're dead, okay? And what she's decided to do is she's pretty much just camped out there like no one is going to mess with my son's bodies. I'm going to make sure the birds don't touch them. I'm going to make sure um, the scavengers, like uh, the hyenas, none of that 
none of those things will be messing with my sons. I'm going to protect them. I protected them in life and I shall also protect them in death. And so that's exactly what Rizpah did. And for many people, they see Rizpah's action here as a beautiful testimony of a mother's love. And I agree with that. I feel like Rizpah was bold. She was gutsy. She was passionate. And she did all this in the midst of her grieving. But I want you to catch something that happened in verse 9. In verse 9, it said um, that the guys, they died together at the beginning of the barley harvest. Well, we'll see a little bit later on. Verse 10, it says she stayed there the entire harvest. And so when I researched this, I found out that she was actually there for months from like, from, I'm sorry, from like May to October is when the entire barley season happens. And so we're talking about months worth of staying up all day and all night, making sure nothing messed with those boys while they were, um, while they were there, they had already passed away. And so um, historians believe that the reason why she did this was actually to shame David into burying her sons. And we see by verse 14, he actually does bury the sons because he was embarrassed by what she was out there doing. And so on one hand, she actually did get her wish. She actually got her children buried. She allowed for them to have a proper burial by being out there that entire time. But I'm led to believe that she would have stayed out there un, un, basically until she died because she wanted to make sure her sons were taken care of. And so my question to you is, have you ever been so passionate about something that you're willing to risk your life for it? Because here's the thing. She was not just, you know, grieving. She was grieving. She was you know, making sure the birds got away. She was making sure the hyenas got away. She didn't sleep. This became what her life's purpose was. Her life's purpose changed from whatever it was she was supposed to be doing to making sure her boys were honored and that they, you know, weren't hanging out there in shame. And so many people applaud Rispa for this bold move. But this is what the Lord showed me. There comes a time when we must release ourselves from the dead things. I'm going to say that one more time. There comes a time when you must release yourself from the dead things. Her intentions were good. Her passion was to be applauded. But her actions put her in danger. Have you ever had really great intentions? Have you ever wanted to save a relationship so bad? Have you ever wanted to do the right thing? Maybe volunteering or helping out a friend and your intentions are so good, but you know deep down in your heart that relationship is dead. That, re that relationship is no longer fruitful for you or the other person. Or maybe it's just not the correct timing for you to be doing whatever it is that you're so passionate about. Even if you're a person that's really like into human rights and things like that, we can get really, really passionate about things like that. So much so that we may miss out on other things God wants us to focus on at that moment. And so I want to share with you really quickly three things that God showed me about the cost of taking care of dead things. Number one, 
If you are in the presence of dead things, it will exhaust you. Again, day and night, Rizpa made it her mission to make sure these boys were, were taken care of and nothing could bother their bodies. And so I've noticed that when I try to hold on to things that God is saying, let it go, it's exhausting. It takes over my time. It takes over my mental space. It takes away from things that maybe God wanted me to do because all my attention has to go to keeping life on this thing that God wants to get rid of in my life, okay? It's exhausting. I shared about a time... Um, on my blog, Victory Speaks, where I started to experience extreme depression. And a lot of it was because I was absolutely overused. There were even things I was doing. They were all great things. There were things at church. There were things um, in different ministries I was a part of. I was a leader. I looked so good on paper. But some of those things I was attached to, they were not for me anymore. I needed to release them. I needed to give someone else an opportunity to lead. But because I felt like I had to be the one to take care of it, I had to be the one, I was the only one who could do it like me, right? So I had to be the one to fill all the roles. And slowly over time, I started to be really exhausted, frustrated, anxious. And ultimately, I was really depressed because I had to stick, continue to fan the flame of something that God was trying to close the door on. So that's number one. Number two, you risk being infected by the decay. And so if you were to literally be holding something that was decaying or spend a lot of time around someone who's sick or someone um, who has already passed away, eventually you are going to be exposed to a whole lot of nastiness that you were never meant to be exposed to. And we risk ourselves getting into situations, like I just said, where we may start to experience like a depression, that overwhelmed feeling, those feelings of, you know, not feeling worthy. All and two, like when you're a part of a dead, sometimes some dead situations are just different things that you're a part of. And if it, let's say you're a part of an organization and with, and and or let's say you're a part of a group of friends and all you guys do is gossip about people. That is y'all's thing. If you see it, y'all talking about them, right? You people watch just so you can talk about people, okay? Come on. And so if you spend a lot of time in that dead situation around those people who gossip all the time, guess what? You're a gossiper too because you can't help. The Bible says that bad company corrupts good character. So eventually, some of those things that are dead will rub off onto you. Those things that are not bringing anything that's not bringing life Anything that's not pointing us back to God, any situation where we're not feeling peace about, I can assure you that it's probably attached to something that is dead that you need to let go of. And number three, another reason why we face a big cost when we are attached to dead things is that you may miss out on your harvest season again Rizpah's sons, they died at the beginning of the harvest season. But she didn't leave until the end. And so we have no idea. Well, you know, historians believe it was probably from April to November. She was just sitting in one spot taking care of these boys, you know. Every single day she was faced with the reality that that thing, those people she loved were no longer people that she could spend time with. She was constantly reminded. 
And she probably missed out on so much. Come on. This is back in the day. But think about right now what would happen if you stayed in your room from April to November like you did not move. Think about all the opportunities you would miss out on. Think about all the opportunities for love and joy and happiness and spending time with people you love. What about the people she loved? What We don't know. Does Rizpa have daughters? We don't know. Does she have grandchildren? We don't know what became of her other family members while she was out there taking care of the thing which had already passed away. And so what I want to leave this podcast encouraging you with is start to do a self-evaluation. Ask yourself, what am I holding on to that it's time to let go of? What have I fanned the flame for long enough? What have I, even though God is sending me the signs like cut it out, stop it, this is a distraction for you, what have I insisted on holding on to for dear life when God is like, let it go? Friends, grieve it, be sad about it if it's time for you to move on from it, but move on from it. Don't allow yourself to stay in that place of decay, that place of where you don't see a way out, that place of trying to constantly make things better. When God is like, it's time for you to get out of this. It's time for you to move forward. I have new plans for you. We don't even know Rizpah's age. It's possible she had more sons. But what we do know is from that time, from April to November, all she was doing is focusing on what she had already lost. Again, I love her passion. I love her drive. I love her stamina to make sure her sons were honored. It's so beautiful. A lot of things we're doing that we're involved in are honorable but God says it's time to let them go because where God wants to take you you don't have time to have the stench of decay on you you don't have time to have that frustration that anxiety that depression that comes with holding on to too much you were never meant to carry all of that by yourself and so as you continue to walk towards your complete victory I want to encourage you Let's start letting go of things that are dead and let's walk completely into what God has for us in Jesus' name. Thank you for tuning in to Victory Talk with Victoria. We pray this episode inspired you to win. For more on how you can live in complete victory, head to www.victoryspeaks.org and subscribe. You can also grab the new book, A Victory Walk, a 21-day devotional on victorious living on Amazon.com. May you walk out your complete victory in Jesus' name.